This is Thursday, March 18th. It's the morning. And here's our text for today. I want to jump right into our text from Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Now it's Paul the Apostle who wrote these words. And what we know about Paul is that he wrote amazing letters, letters like this one, led by the Spirit of God to pass on the truth of the gospel to the church, to the generations that follow, to us too. But here's the thing. He was not an exciting speaker. He was boring to listen to. We're told that once Paul was speaking at a church gathering, and a man named Eutychus was sitting on a window sill, and he fell asleep. He fell from the window three stories to the ground, and he died. Thankfully, God raised up Eutychus. Now, it's not a capital offense to fall asleep during a sermon, even if it is bad form, but that was the nature of Paul's teaching ability. His talks were long, and people found them boring, but God used his letters to change the world. Now think about the pressure put on preachers. Their words are supposed to captivate, to enchant people, to make life ha happen. But our text tells us that Paul knew better than to trust in the power of his speaking ability. He knew he couldn't save anybody. No one but Jesus can do that. Now, many preachers feel this pressure. It almost seems like preachers are in a preaching contest because often people will surf over to the church that has the best speaker. We are told that great preaching builds great churches. But notice what Paul says brings real life. It's not the eloquence of a preacher. It's the sharing of the message of Jesus crucified through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, people may be enthralled by powerful speaking, but the cross of Jesus is the hope of our world. And only the Spirit of God can enable us to enter into the life of the cross. Our natural response to the cross, I think, is to reject its meaning, to deny its power. We don't want to see the nature of our need, how spiritually bankrupt we are. We want to think of ourselves as, well, we're pretty good people. We can't embrace the truth that the cross speaks to us. Yet it is the cross alone that has the power to bring us life, to heal our broken hearts, to restore our life with God. You see, Paul could bone up on his teaching skills and take a course on preaching. That wouldn't be bad. But he knows that that wouldn't make life happen. So instead of being the most exciting speaker, Paul focuses on 
sharing the cross, the message of Jesus crucified for us. Now, this may seem like a simple message, but it's not. We've spent weeks exploring the meaning of the cross, and and I feel like we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started. The cross is the power of God for our salvation, making it possible for us to become children of God. The cross speaks to the truth of our need and the expansiveness of God's grace toward us. Our hearts cannot see these truths without the work of the Holy Spirit. And Paul knows this. He doesn't want people to rest on his powerful preaching, but on Jesus, the one that died for them. It is tempting to have faith in someone else's faith or because the message was powerful. But Paul wants his listeners to know they have believed because of the Spirit's power, because of the truth of the cross. I wonder how many of us have trusted the message is true because our leaders or preachers say it is, or because we ourselves know the power of the cross through the Holy Spirit. That's something to think about today as we get started into a new day. Do I know Christ and the power of resting in his work for me on the cross? Let's pray. Faithful and gracious Father, open the eyes of my heart so that I might see the cross and not only know that Jesus died, but also to know that he died for me. Lord, let me glory not in myself, not in anything else but the cross. Help me to rest in the truth that Jesus loved me and gave himself for me. For I pray in his holy name. Amen.